Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the new Hollywood podcast here at Deadline. My name is Dino Ray Ramos, and I'm sitting next to you. Um, Amanda Duca. <laughs> uh, yes, and in case this is your first time listening to the new Hollywood podcast, this is a platform where we welcome, you know, actors, directors, writers from the industry who are people of color, women, uh, just underrepresented voices from the mm-hmm. LGBTQ community. Anyone who has an interesting story to tell and are doing dope ass shit. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of interesting stories out yeah. there. Yeah, we've had plenty of awesome people on. We've had Lena Waithe. We've had Phoebe Robinson. We've had Kaala Settle from The Greatest Showman. We can't stop, won't stop. We're going to continue doing this. Um, but anyways, so before we get into our next guest, I need to say this. I went to the <laughs> best Asian fusion place that I've ever been to. I think in life, honestly, it was called uh, Rock Sugar. It's in Century City. Yeah. Is it Rock Sugar Sushi or is it just called Rock Sugar? I think, it's, I think it's just called Rock Why Sugar. Why is it called Rock Sugar? I don't know, but it was very, I mean, it was You've probably You've been the like best. gushing about this Yeah, place. it was probably the best. Was it expensive? Asian. Yeah, but the good thing was it was a business meeting, thus I didn't have to pay. <laughs> That's so, the only reason to get into the industry, yes, folks. Yeah, but I, I, honestly, I fell in love um, with that place. Wait, mm. so is it? Wait, is it like Asian food, sushi? Asian, Asian fusion. Okay. So, which I didn't know there was. I didn't know that there were two different <laughs> categories. Can right? I chime in? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> this is our for the first time exclusive. Our producer David's gonna chime in. You don't need to say that. <laughs> No, this isn't exclusive. I've never been on a podcast yeah, before. Um, no, I love Asian fusion. You can do fusion with anything now, yeah. though. Italian fusion. Yeah. Okay. Um, so fusion is not necessarily for Asian food. It's just what is it? What is the fusion part? I think it's, it's like, just it's, Asian food or whatever food with a you know a style, a yeah. different uh, blend it's of like another kind of like food. Maybe like non-traditional Asian. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how you could think frame oh, it. Oh, so it's yeah. like it's kind of like Tex-Mex. Could you say Tex-Mex yeah. is a fusion of Mexican like, and Texan or Mexican like fusion? Just a bunch of queso. Probably. <laughs> No, but it's like, yeah, Asian fusion could be anything. Like, it could even be like, because I know there's like Filipino fusion restaurants. I but see, it's I like, didn't know that. Well, speaking of Filipino and food, <laughs> have you guys been to B-Suite on Sautel? 
It's no. bread pudding. It's Filipino. Bread pudding? Yeah. That's got ube if you want ube. Oh, I am not a fan of the ube. By okay. the way, David, you know so much about like restaurants and different I, foods. I'm, I I'm obsessed. <laughs> like, I love, yeah. You gave me a list the other day and I'm like, I've never, and we live in Culver City and I'm like, I've never heard of any of these places. Ooh, I can't believe you like dropped ube though. That's pretty amazing. I, I kind of know a <laughs> lot about Filipino about, food. Yeah, I know very I'm little not, about Filipino culture <laughs> except when it comes except, to food. Exactly. I do know that Darren Chris is yeah. half Filipino though. Good yes. segue. <laughs> Yeah, good segue to our next So our guest for this episode is the wonderful Darren Chris. For a lot of people don't know that he is half Filipino and he's he starred in Glee. He starred in People know that. Yeah, he starred in Glee. But people don't know he was like half Filipino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't know. I was making a joke. It didn't hit. It didn't land. He actually started in a very Potter musical, which is how I know him. David knows a lot about musicals too. After the interview After the interview, Darren and I talked for about twenty minutes about Oh yeah, well we were talking to the publicist about like they were geeking over musicals. No, but Harry Potter. Yeah. But um yeah, he's. Ha- I I found out he was half Filipino through Twitter. Yeah. Like he, one day he tweeted, "Well, you know, Mabuhay or something like that." I think he, I think he like told that. me. Yeah. yeah he, and he then was half Filipino. and then, uh, like all Filipino people, they're like, oh, once we find out someone is Filipino, then they jump on it and take ownership of it." Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's been on Glee. He's been on. Um, he he's been on American Horror Story. He's the star of. Yeah, and he's the star of um, the, the assass- recent yeah. the assassination of Johnny Versace, the American Crime Story, and I. And he's playing a half Filipino. And he's playing too, a half Filipino character, so, which so, yes. is convenient. Um, which is convenient. <laughs> uh, but I think he. I honestly think he does a phenomenal job in in it, and you yeah. know he he's. That kid's going places. Yeah, <laughs> you guys did so a great without, interview. Yeah. yeah. So without further ado, here's Darren. Darren. So I would like to welcome the wonderful Mr. Darren Chris Hello. to the new Hollywood podcast. Darren, thank you for coming thank you for to our me. podcast. This is really exciting. I yeah, was, we're excited. Was mining from you all the names that have been on your before. <laughs> yeah. now I'm we even more started. excited. I'm in pretty cool company. Yeah, I guess we just wanted to start. So a lot of people don't know that you are half Filipino. I am indeed. I personally found out. I think it was a long time when you were during your Glee days, and you tweeted something. And it was like something Filipino. I was all, oh, all right, he's he's kin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. I know yeah. it's 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 been coming up more and more because obviously this part is mm-hmm. is or that we're promoting at least yeah. uh, that I'm promoting. Uh, yeah, it's the first time I've ever played a character that was act my actual ethnic background. Mm. But it's also so it's not a, a common one that mm. I don't think that's by any you know malicious intent of like oh my god half pil- half Filipino people really haven't been represented. It's yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> It's it's just sheer coincidence that mm-hmm. it's uh, that it happens to line up with my particular background. But yeah, definitely yeah. Filipino. <laughs> yeah. So like when when people find yeah, so people are like me. Where when when you say I'm half Filipino, are people initially shocked? What's the initial reaction? It's like one of my favorite things about myself. It's sort mm-hmm. of this like uh, up my sleeve thing. Um, but like I get it. I look super Caucasian. Like my yeah. Dad is, my dad is super white. So yeah. I. I never try and lord that over anybody. Do you yeah. have a lot of your, cause your mom is Filipino, correct? Yeah. Do, like, do you have a lot of like, of that culture injected into like maybe your your upbringing or like amongst your family? Yeah, I mean, I always, I loved it cause as I got older and realized that that was something that was different about me and that it was this, like a cool talking point. Yeah. I, I always loved it mm-hmm. um, because I liked, 
not just being like I don't know boring like white. <laughs> like, like no no offense to all my well, it's an all interesting the, layer, you know? the kids I grew up with um, who were who fall under the boring white uh, category. But uh, yeah, it was like a nice. It, it was like a thing that I I liked having like a cool culture to like be a part of as a kid. But the thing you have to remember for somebody like my mom that would have immigrated here uh, in the like the seventies like. And this is this is uh, this is pretty common. I found. I don't know if you feel the same way. Mm-hmm. I'm growing up in a Filipino household, but yeah. there was this real desire to be American, and I yeah. think that happens not only in the Philippines, particularly in the Philippines, because of our of the Philippines' history with the United States. But a lot of people who immigrate here is like, are like, we are going to be American. Yeah. Like this is the full on American dream. You know, I'm going to have American children and do that whole sort of dream of like getting out of the that's Philippines. That's how it was before. Like yeah. my parents immigrated from from Nigeria, and yeah. that's kind of how the go. mentality was before. Sure. So yeah, and I could like attest. Like, do you to speak any Nigerian? Uh, no. Well, they're Igbo. So Igbo. Excuse they, me. They, yeah, Ibo. no, it's fine. It's fine. Well, people say that people say Filipino, and it's Tagalog. Yeah. 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 I knew yeah, it was a no. different name. Forgive, yeah. forgive me. It's on that. fine. No, no, no. It's okay. But no, I don't. I do. I do understand it a, a bit. But speaking it, no, it's not something. It's not something that they kind of. Forced upon, like they didn't yeah, speak it to us. I think that's younger. the same with me too. It's like, but the thing is, with a lot of my Filipino friends, we we uh, they they speak it in their household, but they're you know they speak Taglish. You know? Of course, yeah. yeah. Okay. Whereas I only know the curse words. Right. <laughs> but, but there's and a the culture, but the there is a culture to being Filipino American, just as there is a culture to being and true sense of African yeah. African American. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of infusing these two cultures. So you know, we always talk about like Filipino moms and like yeah, yeah. Filipino family saying and that's sort of its own culture. And I think of it the same way as, you know, the earlier half of the 20th century, you know, Italian-Americans, what that oh, yeah, meant. makes sense. Where you, like being a legitimate immigrant. Like an Italian-American, yeah. mm-hmm. you aren't, um, aren't necessarily speaking Italian, but being Italian-American is its own, it's almost its own subculture. Yeah, yeah. Not, yes. not, that is not Italian. It's it, very much like part of being American, yeah, but with a, Italian sort of like background. So it kind of creates this new culture. And I feel like I was a part of that, like Filipino kids in high school that also like acknowledge yeah. the fact that my mom was Filipino and the fact that we grew up in the States was like a bonding sense of like, yeah, that makes sense. Of kinship there. Mm-hmm. So just going back on, you talked about your role and matching it to a T. So you um, you play Andrew Cunanan on. <laughs> Pronounce a bunch of different ways. I know. I've heard Kunanen, it a bunch Kunanen, of ways. So I just like Cunanan. Tomato, tomato, tomato. tomato. <laughs> tomato I know. Let's um, call the whole thing off. No, exactly. I've said. I've even said many different times. Yeah, it was the like Cunanan. Cunanan. Cunan, well, that's Kunanen. how they were saying it. Yeah. Andrew Cunanan um, on um, the assassination of Gianni Versace. Um, it's a mouthful. It's a really I know. Yeah. It's a lot. Just sound like American Crime so, Story, uh, Amer- um, um, Versace. <laughs> right? yeah. I just call it's it Versace. Like, <laughs> I know. Um, but anyway, so this character is—he's half Filipino, mm-hmm. um, and I know you've worked with Ryan before. But were, was it? Did he have you in mind to play this role from the from the we, jump? We talked guys, about this okay. uh, years ago, okay. and uh, this was yeah, like we, we had lunch like three years ago, and he. This is before they had started working on the OJ uh, um, uh, and series. And he said that, uh, you know, I want to start this crime anthology, and the first one is, you know, a very uh, highly um, visible case that a lot of people are familiar with. Um, And for for the second one, I want to do something that people don't really know about and have the structure be a little different, whereas the first one is sort of, you know, boiler room courtroom drama. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And the second one, I'm looking more of like a character piece, more like a manhunt series. 
and yeah, and he brought it up, and I I, I didn't know very much about Andrew Kanaji. Oh, no. I mean, I yeah. kind of vaguely in the back of my head, like I knew that John Johnny Versace was murdered, and I think when he brought it up, I remember going, oh yeah, I think I remember because I remember somebody said, you know, this like half Filipino guy, mm-hmm. and that obviously yeah, yeah. as an actor, that kind of like you know Sucks pushed you. a button yeah. somewhere of yeah. me remembering it. Um, but beyond that, really, I didn't, I didn't have anything in my sort of frontal lobes about, mm-hmm. about him. And, uh, and as I looked more and more, I mean, we were right, right around the same age. We have a very uncanny sort of likeness. And I was like, yeah, I mean, Ryan, I'm sure there's many other half Filipino actors out there that can uh, do this a whole lot of justice. But, <laughs> but just in case there isn't, like, I don't know how many of them are in your current roster. Yeah. So, uh, Go ahead and find somebody else if you can, but if you can't, I'm right. I'm, I'm waiting. So yeah. I waited like three years, and he finally said, oh, "Let's wow. do it." So. And how did you get into the mindset of his character? Because it seemed he. I mean, I've watched. I've, I'm. I'm caught up with it, and he's just everything about him is very nuanced. Like it's not. Yeah, I mean, he's so layered. The thing I always say is like we're all nuanced. Like yeah. we we True. we all are very complex, nuanced people. It's just that uh, we in in conventional storytelling, you don't get to dive into all those nuance that makes a person for the purposes of storytelling you focus on one or two parts of that person to serve the story but when you're dealing with a character piece like this you can really kind of dig dig deep um and also the nuance that he had is a big part of our story so it it services us to know the different layers that he that he has um the thing i always tell people is look i mean as an actor uh, I'm in the business of empathy. I'm in the business of human emotion and psychology, mm-hmm. and that is what behooves everything about the, the way I think about everybody in life, regardless if it's a fictional or or um, non-fictional character. So s- having said that, with somebody like Andrew, I think people tend to get really interested in, you know, what's it like to get into the mind of a killer? Yeah, now? exactly. And that's not what I'm getting into the mind of. Yeah. It's not that mm-hmm. simple. That, mm-hmm. that makes it very, um, that's too cut and dry. Yeah. You're, you're depriving yourself of a much more complex um, person than, mm-hmm. than the worst thing they've ever done. Um, so for me, I'm, I'm more looking at um, a, a young person that had a lot of promise, was very talented, very, very gifted and uh, he's charming. He was very intellectual, super witty, super like, witty. Yeah. Yeah. sort of bon vivant. Yeah. And, uh, he was like very charismatic. Exactly. And, yeah. yeah, and even the, the Andrew that we portrayed in our show, um, we, we I mean, there's still so much more to him that I've you know that I've learned from either before or after the show, or you know, th- there's so many sides of him that we we just didn't have the, the time breath to show, or maybe mm-hmm. it didn't service the large the, the kind of focus we had. But um, that's the guy whose head I'm getting inside of, and that's a luxury because it's not a two-hour film where we just kind of exactly, yeah. A, B, and C. You know, we have a lot of mileage. We have a huge breadth of of um, uh, of psychology to to explore, and uh, you know, we, everybody loves an origin story, yeah, uh, especially when they know how it ends. Yeah. So it's nice for me to start with him as a young person and, mm-hmm. and kind of live with the best parts of him and uh, trying to figure out, you know, what what is what are the emotional arcs that have to happen to, for him to, to get to, to, get to, to what we know him for. But I'm not thinking of it in terms of getting into, like, a dark place. It's, if anything, everything stems from pain and mm-hmm. hurt and, mm-hmm. um, and heartbreak uh, because that's, I think, what it, really at its core, what it all comes comes down to. He's not a violent, I don't think he was a violent young man as a young person. Mm-hmm. I think he had a lot of, lot of uh, 
yeah, just a great, great deal of pain, and that had, and that came out in a very unfortunate, fortunate. Uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely, I could see. I mean, you could definitely tell that he, a lot of things that were going on with him, he was hurting a lot too, and, and you could kind of see like that, that drive to. I mean, I don't want to say like drive to kill people, but like there was something in him that that you could tell was really dark. Yeah, there was but reasons his, for his actions. Yeah, but there, like, granted, his actions weren't you know good. Yeah, sure. but there's something in him that you know like you said he he he, he had a lot of pain and he it's just a, acted out in the wrong way it's it's yeah. a very greek sort of shakespearean tragedy there's yeah, a, tra yeah. a tra it's a tragedy of character it's mm -hmm. this fall from from grace and a really misguided way of um expressing something that you know this this desire that he had to be uh be a part of a world that he he couldn't he he that he, he had access to this world that that somehow just never fully accepted him the way that that That's he had sweet. hoped and uh, you know we all know what it's like to not get into something yeah want to yeah. be a part of and uh, yeah it it the whole thing just makes me so 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 sad I don't people are like oh man when I'm watching it's really creepy and that, <laughs> I think that has to do with a lot of the editing the sound yeah yeah, yeah it's very cinematic yeah. and so there's sort of a thrill factor to watching it mm -hmm. but when you're in the room and you're like inhabiting somebody like andrew and it's quiet and it's just you and another person mm -hmm. and a crew and saying these very sad things it's just there's, there's just a real dreary uh sadness to him that that just just breaks my, my heart into a million little pieces yeah you know we you do music you do theater you do a lot like what what do you have coming up that you can talk about Gosh, I don't know. You tell me, Deadline. <laughs> Give me the news. What's happening on Breaking. me? What do I get to do next? <laughs> Break the news. I have no idea. I mean, I, I'm such a, I'm really proactive about the things that I do because, you know, acting is, um, and there's people who I'm sure will listen to this and be like, that's not true, but maybe they're superstars and have the choice of doing whatever they want. <laughs> but unless you're a big superstar, acting is a passive uh, career. In the sense that you, unless you're creating your own content or you're exec producing your, your your thing, your starring, whatever, uh, which is totally cool. Well, yeah. well done, you, you work for it. Um, unless you're in that category, uh, you know, you, you wait for, you're not in control of the roles that come your way. Again, this is just super crazy divine providence that I'm like, that I'm in the same age, I kind of look like this guy, you know, in a weird sort of twisted dark way, you go, gosh, like, would I be here if, if, if Andrew Cunard hadn't done what he had done, yeah, oh, and that, isn't that weird to think that about? Is, that's, that's scary. Um, <laughs> so you know, there's a weird, there's a weird thing that's completely out of my hands here, which is, look, this is a role that most actors wait a lifetime for. Um, actors are only as good as the parts they get. Mm -hmm. There are amazing millions of people around that are fantastic performers, but for whatever circumstance, uh, they just don't get that part to showcase that. And uh, and we see it all the time when you know like Brian Cran Brian Cranston was always awesome. Oh yeah, it was always awesome. Everybody in the industry knew that. Yeah. But he finally got this role that really has now defined him. Same, I can think of a hundred. I mean, look at Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell's been killing oh, it forever. God, yeah. Everybody loves Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Like that's never been up for discussion. So you know these roles come along that have the right alchemy of it's a great role, it's good timing, it's great exposure. All these things are out of the actor's control. Mm -hmm. um, what happens societally? Like, we don't know what happens. You know, if you, know, if you had a really great role this year for being, you know, some kind of chauvinist uh, prick that, you know, that, that abused women at the office, that role might not be such a good one to, to yeah. be playing at yeah. a certain time. So there's so many things that are out, totally out of your hands. So what I'm getting at is um, I really lucked out with this particular role. Um, and 
I have no idea what is going to happen next because it is out of my control. And I, I like to joke, I hope this isn't the case, but if everything crashed and burned from here on out, karmically, mm-hmm. that'd be fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd be like, okay, cool. I already got like the role that we people You're like, like, oh, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because people wait their entire lives for that, for that role. You can really, you know, that has the complexity and the breadth and, and the social discussion that is yeah. attached to it and the exposure. There's so many things that like, there's, it's like too much to mention that I, I'm so aware of that. So having said those things, I don't know what's happening with the acting thing. You do thing other things scene, though. Yeah. But that's what I was going to get back to. <laughs> so so yeah. music or writing, you can always do it. If you stripped away my acting career, I still have a, a piano or a guitar yeah. and I can still do that. As I can be proactive about writing music or putting stuff out. Um, it's a really, really wonderful, amazing time to be an independent artist because you can just click a button and do it. Release yeah. it to people. Yeah. And I'm lucky enough to have a fan base that's interested in it. I'm not saying it's any good, but you know, if they, wanna, <laughs> if they want to, it's there. And so, um, so I'm kind of you know juggling all those things. I, I I love I love writing. It's such a fun thing. Like I said, I have no idea if I'm any good at it, but I I do enjoy the process of songwriting. And it's all the same mechanics. It's all storytelling. It's all about connecting exactly. connecting dots and how to how to um, how to give and uh, not manipulate, but um, add emotion and mm. it's all that stuff. So yeah, yeah. yeah I like doing <laughs> that stuff. So you you were born in San Francisco? I Your was Bay born area. and raised. Yeah. I, I I moved from the Bay Area. Oh really? Yeah. Where? I lived in San Francisco. But I originally what? from Texas. Yeah. Where in the Bay Area? I lived in Dublin for a while. My parents and my sister now live in San Ramon, but I lived in the city for a, a while. Wow, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say if you're from the city and you and you're Filipino, it was like the way you we went to high school. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you definitely like we definitely know a lot of the same people. Um, no, I didn't go to high school there, but uh, I have a lot of cousins there. But now you live in LA, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, between LA and New York, yeah. Um, between Northern California and Southern California, if you had to choose, uh, that's I mean, th- in this day and age, man, like it's it's all homogenizing because mm-hmm. these little smartphones. Are like, oh. <laughs> culture is sort of like becoming. I mean, California is like its own country. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I even joke because I live between New York and L.A. If you had a, if we were in you know if we were in Manhattan and you said oh I have a birthday party in like Poughkeepsie and be like. Oof, <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna make that, but you're like, oh, I'm doing a birthday thing in LA. You'd be like, oh yeah, that that sure, that sounds, that sounds <laughs> pretty close. I'll be able to do that. Um, I don't ever say one thing's better oh, or worse. Okay. It's it's never where you are; it's who you're with. You know. Oh, that's, that's true. true. Good one. Good, good answer. Yeah. Good answer. Good. <laughs> good, good, good answer. Um, okay, so obviously we just talked about your music. Um, what do you currently have on repeat? Right I mean, now. Band or I can't tell if it's a dude or a band, but Rex Orange County, okay. a song called "Loving Is Easy." That's been my Loving jam. Is Loving is Loving easy. Loving is easy. Okay. When you get <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> is that what? It, that's what it says. That's I think I might lyrics? be getting I might be getting the the words wrong. If I do, I apologize to <laughs> Rex Orange County. Uh, I'm glad you said. What's on yours, Amanda? My repeat. <laughs> I don't know if I want to say. <laughs> yeah. I listen to I listen to 90s R&B. Oh, that's me too. Yeah, but everybody does. So yeah. I I love this call. It's called Same Script, Different Cast. It's with Whitney Houston and Deborah Cox. Cool. It's what? basically about. It's basically kind of like the boy is mine, oh, but it came out before I'm, the boy is, mine. boy is mine. Yeah, but it's it is. I mean, they both are. Um, Whitney Houston is. I I live and die for Whitney Houston and. And Deborah Cox is amazing as well. So just them it? two yeah. together, it's that's pretty amazing. I would download it. So yeah. my my fiance and I are opening a bar, speaking of things I'm working on, and uh, thinking of drink names has been so fun. And so we have 
we had a drink that was called the boy's mind but then, oh, but then <laughs> i was like oh, then well that is a good name but we just we're like should we just call it the moesha and it's just straight it, it, it's just, <laughs> you know what it is it's, what just, is it? it's just brandy oh! <laughs> <laughs> That's clever. I think I, think I like that. It's, That's it's just clever. straight brandy. So it's just brandy. You said, "Can I have the Moesha?" And, and you're like, "Absolutely." You, and they just pour a cup of brandy. But that's, but that's the payoff. Exactly. Like, Is this it's, just brandy? You asked for the Moesha. <laughs> I, I like, like that. Do you charge more for it because it's the Moesha? You have to sell. I mean, I don't know if we'll actually do it. I may have just given away I'm, the, I'm the, I'm the best joke should. that we have at the bar. <laughs> I think it's honestly. I think you should. I think you should copyright it right now. I think you should. That is so clever. It's just for the look on someone's face. Say. Is, did you just what give is, me just brandy? No, I, yep. Switch. But <laughs> yes. some people wouldn't pay attention. I don't think because they just turn their back. Well, it's the also a good barometer if I think you're cool or not. Like if you're, if like you are, if that's none of your generation, and you don't get it. I'm like, all right, get out of my bar. <laughs> but I do like the boy is mine. But then you have to have a Monica. Impo- that's component. the thing we wanted yeah. to have like a Monica thing, and I was yeah. trying to think of like how to represent best. Yeah. Represent maybe something. Monica. She has that angel of mine, which is like her. Her, her staple song. Yeah, yeah, so of maybe course. Something like with Angel. Is there? Is there like no? A but like the boys' mind drink must have like okay, Monica. Brandy and like and I was trying to think like what is a Monica? Yeah, thing, like some booze from Santa Monica. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm digging the. Yeah, uh, I like I like the Moesha. I've been listening to Miss Saigon a lot lately too. The new cast? No, just like old school Leia Salonga because got to represent. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is a little too on the nose right now. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like there's you know there's other artists out there. I know. I'm, I I listen to old music. Uh, so you, you know John John Brianis? Yeah, yeah. He okay. played an engineer, right? Uh, yes, I yeah. didn't. I didn't get into this, but uh, <laughs> speaking of like Filipino uh, representation. Mm-hmm. Which is it's more done by John John than myself because John John is from the John Philippines. John John is such a Filipino. And speaking, <laughs> speaking of actors waiting around for a role, yeah. right? And and his particular not obstacle, but when you go where where is so Ryan Murphy fell in love with this guy. He plays Modesto Kunan and Andrew Kunan's father. Mm-hmm. He's excellent. He's fan fucking tastic on the show. Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. Um, he's one of these actors who's been working a long time. He's done sort of uh, I think for a lot of especially Asian actors in the Broadway community, there's a certain like rolodex of like roles of, or shows that you're used to going in and out. It's like Flower Drum Song. Uh, Miss Saigon, uh, Miss Saigon, King and I, um, Pacific Overtures, yeah, yeah. and I'm sure I'm forgetting a, a, a couple others. But you know, you can do these shows sort of in rep your whole life. And with John John, who was in the original cast of, of Miss Saigon, of Miss Saigon um, has been doing it, you know, for a long on and off. He, he's been doing it for the 25 years, but he's been doing it uh, sort of in different productions. And he did the revival of Miss Saigon, and um, so he shows up on set because we. Uh, that's a, a whole other story where we were really obsessed with him. We're like, we have to have him play Modesto Kanan. We got him on. He got out of the show. It was great. And he did such a good job that Ryan Murphy was like, who is this guy? How come I've never heard of him? How come he's not a huge star? And I was like, Ryan, he's a Filipino man of a certain age. Like, yeah. I I don't know when he's going to be cast as, like, uh, the male lead in anything anytime soon. And that's mm-hmm. just that's just the hard truth of it. Um, but what's great about it when – is, is that if you're a good actor, you're a good fucking actor. Yeah. yeah. That's the end of the story. And he showed up and he, he just nailed it. And yeah. he nailed it. And I hope this opens up a lot of doors for him because, you know, again, you're only, I say this over and over again, actors are only as good as the parts we get. And until you get that moment where people go, okay, th- exactly. like, then that's they what can, happened then to Sterling too. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. Sterling's been killing it for, for a, long a long time. For a long time, but, you know. They just get, like, they kind of get their due eventually. Yeah. yeah. We well, have something He's that like, really shows the breadth of what you're able to do. You're right, yeah. Um, which is, you know, that's totally out of your control. So, you know, it's great that Sterling now has this new sort of, uh, like, new upburst up, up of wind underneath his wings. I hope the same thing happens for John John. Yeah. Yeah. And that is a real victory for the Filipino that community. Kinda, that kind of answers your last question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we ask everybody, like, who's, like, a person that you know that 
deserves, deserves the recognition. Like, we always ask that every guest. Is it like oh, a mainstream wow. person? Like, yeah. We yeah. always ask every guest. Somebody do, part is of there that's a great question. Someone like every single guest we end with. What is there an underrepresented voice in the industry, whether it be an actor, creator, a producer, a writer? that you think deserves more recognition and deserves, and you want to give a shout out to. Yeah. Gosh, I mean. I mean, I know we know that there's so there's many. There's so many. Yeah, the list like, never ends, yeah. especially for when you get into music, that's a whole other, like, I can think of a ton of musicians. Yeah. But uh, as far as in film and television or theater, um, you know, he's a guy that I've admired for so long, and he's been, like, always one of my favorite actors. Uh, also, he's from the Bay Area. Okay, but Sam Rockwell is always somebody. <laughs> oh yeah. But this is not somebody I feel like. Oh, he never got the credit no, he deserved like, because he did. And and sort of I guess all of our pensions for for you know the underdog story. That's just such a great narrative because you know it, he's a good actor. Great. So we've seen him do that. So I'm hoping that whatever comes his way after this is you know something where it's just a great role and it doesn't matter that he's Filipino. And the same thing I think happens, that happens for, for a lot of folks of color. I think once you once you crush something, which is and I think that happens for any actor. I'll take I'll take the color out of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll say if you are even if you're a pretty 22-year-old sort of ingenue white girl, mm -hmm. right? Like you look like something and this happens for a lot of our great actresses. You get you get you get cast as that sort of type but hopefully you crush it, mm -hmm. and then they go, ah, oh, okay, cool, we're gonna cast you as the broken yeah. crackhead mother in this thing, because now we know you can act yeah. within the confines of the box that we've put you in. Mm -hmm. um, and so that, you know, actors being able to kind of break out of that mm -hmm. is is a really impressive feat, and then from there on out, you're, you're rooting for them, right? Because yeah. you're like, okay, cool, we can't just put you in a box, and I think that'll happen to John John, and I think it's happened to a lot of really, really great actors. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited for John, and I'll give I've given him a lot of shout outs. That's good. This no, show, no, that's good. That's, 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 that's what we're, we're here, here for. for. Yeah, <laughs> and also also I'm looking that's out for, I'm looking for. out for theater people. Yeah, you know, yeah. like we're we're a different breed. Our mm -hmm. our work ethic is is a little different, and uh, I, I think a lot of the fine fine actors that we have in Hollywood all kind of came from theater, and John mm -hmm. John is another. Cool. Addition to that list. Again, I'm biased. No, that's not. <laughs> I mean, I, I've seen that episode with him. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I've had the opportunity to see the episode and playing your father, and it's just, it's kind of heartbreaking. And he just does an awesome job. And I honestly, you know, I, I honestly didn't know who he was, and I was like, I knew he was Filipino. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Very Filipino. Yeah, 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 very, yeah, very yeah, Filipino. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that his name is John John. John, John yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And then, like, I looked at him, I was like, oh, he was the engineer, which is, like, the part in Miss Saigon. So it's yeah, just, yeah. like... And it's very yeah. similar. I, I don't want to say it's... We cast him because of that role. It's just that, you know, there's a lot of similarity. Yeah. The sort of it's like, it's conniving yeah. huckster. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But Darren, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you so thank much. you guys. Yeah, it's yeah, been a great conversation. You You're welcome back anytime. Please. Yeah. Yeah, Be yeah, careful yeah. with that, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take it over. I'll just keep well, talking. Yeah, no, no problem. Thank you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.